everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Chat. We are so excited to be back for yet another week of Hot Topics. We've just got a few things on our list to talk about, but before we get into everything, let's say hello to our co-host. Alan, how are you? That's well. Oh, good. And Rodrigo, or should I call you my Aunt Jordan, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Casey. How are you? I'm doing great, dear. My <laughs> Melody Thomas Scott has no makeup and she's drinking again. I love yes. it. Yes, chug, Nikki, chug. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was cheering her on. Was she opened up that vodka? I said, ah, shit. <laughs> Lord. Um, and then, Tiggs, how are you? I'm doing good, <laughs> Casey. That was my Colleen Zank for y'all. Shout out to the legend. Oh, she's back. Um, so yes. After oh my goodness, after 13 years of not being on our soap opera screens, Colleen Zank is back on CBS Daytime as Aunt Jordan on The Young and the Restless. And meanwhile, J. Eddie Peck is back on the show as well as Cole Howard, a role he hasn't played since 1999. So, Rodrigo, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on these two soapgasmic pop-ups? <laughs> well, I, look, I gotta give props where props are due. Josh Griffith, you managed to do two surprise returns, one being a real why not return, and the other being a return to the soap opera that is Colleen Zank. And it would have been a great surprise if it weren't for the Canadians. I'm sorry, Canadian Twitter. Sometimes you just don't let us know anything because had the U.S. audience had seen uh, that end of that cliffhanger that Colleen Zank walks in as Ed Jordan because we don't know this girl is Claire has been trying to do everything on her own and she's been talking to this Aunt Jordan. And we, we don't know if she's real or she's fake or what she's talking to. And she actually, uh, Aunt Jordan popped up and as the legendary calling Zank, Barbara Ryan, as the world turns, CBS daytime, back where she belongs. And she's looking amazing as ever. And she is refreshed and she's ready to work. And I have been screaming for this woman to be back on daytime. I wish for Caster as Elizabeth's mother on General Hospital for years. And she has always been available. She has always been available. So whatever they pitched her to come back from semi-retirement, she is quick to come back and she is enjoying the publicity as she is on social media as she is interacting with fans and she's appreciative of the love she's getting from the fans from her return back. I'm looking forward to this storyline. Adding in J.D. Pax Cole was an added bonus because we go back to the tapes. How many times, Casey, Tiggs, Alan, have we been talking about Cole Howard coming back to the Young Wrestlers and finding a way to bring him back? And I think they have found a way to bring him back, especially with Haley Aaron's Claire. We might have 
bigger insight into who Claire really is, who Aunt Jordan is. And the fact that Claire was able to get the Newman, she is getting the Newmans. The whole family fell for her coming back to the office. Oh, Nikki's in the hospital. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, you normally Victor would be like, oh, what are you talking about? What do you mean she's in the hospital? What do you mean? He would be asking all these questions. and But he, you know, these days, I can, you know, I can maybe believe he would just rush to go right to where she, where she is, and she had, he has no reason to believe that this assistant is playing one on him, and the whole family's coming in there, and we're gonna see the whole Newmans there. That's the exciting part. Like the whole Newmans gonna be there. It's not just gonna be Nikki. Melody Thomas Scott is doing the work. She is doing the work. She said, "Listen." Put me in, coach, at that 2024 lead actress nomination because it's going to be a dogfight next year. It is going to be a, oh, we have some gems for next year. Melody Thomas Scott just cemented her place for next year because the scenes today, her chugging that vodka and the voiceover, I, I like the voiceover work today. And like Melody Thomas Scott is acting with her expressions and body work. And it has it turned amazing. You know, I, I said in the beginning, like before we taped that, the way it's set up is kind of convoluted that like everyone's just falling for this. But at the same time, it's bringing a lot of history here. I don't know who Aunt Jordan is, but we, there's a lot of speculation of who we think she may be. And I am very, very excited about the possibilities. Well, and I think, you know, Rodrigo, you brought up a good point. All the Newmans coming together and they really kind of fixed their months and months of not knowing what to do with this family and doing this ripoff succession. Because, you know, if you look back on all those months of storytelling, the family's very broken and yeah. they know that this trip was supposed to be Nikki surprising her sister, Casey. Um, and Nikki needed to relax and everybody's been worried about how this is with Nikki and uh, all this stuff. So it, to me, it makes crazy soap opera sense for once that Victor's not asking questions because he knew what the trip was for. The trip right. was important to be like, I'm done with you all. I need a fucking break, right? And I so, love how like they're so. broken in this base in this business mess. Yeah. But when push comes a shove, they come together mm-hmm. in these type of situations. They put that shit to the side, and I believe that because this push comes to shove, the Newmans will come together when for hard times. And yep. like whoever is pulling the strings or knows how to pull the strings on the new man. That's why I like about this story. Like is whoever is doing this to them, whatever this is going to be revealed is the someone who knows exactly did their homework on the new man. They've had some history with them. So look, Josh Griffith, somebody might've told you, baby, get your shit together. You out. Whoever it was, go home, <laughs> but you gotta get the hell up in here. You are putting your best material right now, cause like I was, I was done with the show until they decided. Look, let's 
let's get it together. Let's do something. And, and they've even know. have been fixing some other stories lately. Like they've kind of fixed the Mamie story a little bit. Like the, somebody must have blackmailed him. Some somebody must have something on him. Uh, somebody must have newspaper clippings like Claire Grace does. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. Rodrigo, I'm right there with you. Like Melody needs an Emmy right now. I'm not suggesting. I am demanding. It is criminal how that lady's been on that show for almost 45 years and has won Emmy nomination and she hasn't gotten one in 24 years. Her last one was 99, the year Lucci won. And that was it. No, that, she, that's deserves it. One. she deserves nomination. Yeah. At least a nomination. Like she has <laughs> oh, like they thought the MS storyline was gonna get her something. No, this is the storyline right here. This is where it. she they can just she pulls out all the stops, like mm-hmm. no makeup, like just raw and just like you want me to drink this half gallon of absolute, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like she is just she just goes for it. And it's like she's not afraid to do it. And like and there's no other actress in daytime as confident as her to, I mean, she is going on camera, like basically the way she shows up at that studio, like an, an actress who has been in the business that long, you don't see that from actresses like that. You don't see that from the soap legends who just throw down like that and do no makeup, no hairspray. Like she's like, okay, I'm in this bedroom set, roll the cameras. Yeah, Susan, what you want to do, lad? Yeah, oh no. <laughs> like, you don't get that type of actress who just goes for it like that. Um, but God, Colleen Zang, oh my God, I think I pissed on myself. Oh my Lord, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, and what was so weird is somebody had tweeted out a clip of the talk and was like, we don't have as the world turns because of this. And I quote tweeted it. And I was like, I don't have my Barbara Ryan because of this. And like two weeks later, Colleen shows up on our screens and I couldn't believe it. And Rodrigo, like you said, she is taking it in for the legend. She is, she is just up in there. She's following everybody. She's chatting with everybody. I mean, this is the legend you bring back for a soap like this i want general hospital to take note this is how you get an actor from your network to come on and do it up right you keep it a secret you give her her own promo you give her a story that audiences are immediately invested in and you know this should also be a note to ynr too because they really fumbled with robert newman there But it's like, when you center this story first about somebody we care about, and then Colleen's the treat. She's the cherry on top of the sundae. You know, Melody's already put the sundae together. She's the cherry. And then you bring in J. Eddie Peck, and he's the sprinkles. It's like, and then finding out, like, J. Eddie Peck, they almost kept that a secret to the last minute because he posted on Facebook that, he was already back filming for 11 weeks before it all came out. So it's like, 
this is amazing. This is soap opera. And this, like this story in particular, this is so the young and the restless. Like this is so Y and R. This is so fantastic. Um, and you all know how I feel about Melody and Nikki Newman. So I don't have to go into much detail there, but I was just, it's been a long time since I've had a soap opera orgasm. It's been a long time. And this, this has delivered. Um, but Tiggs, let's go to you. Talk to us about your thoughts on Colleen Zank and J. Eddie Peck. I, 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 I can't take the last time. Well, besides like Veronica Rea coming back, that the Young and the Restless has pleasantly surprised me. And this has been a, ple- a pleasant, welcome surprise. Like, it makes me want to watch the show again. I am going to watch. I ain't catching up. I'm just going to watch probably the last two weeks. But, um, Colleen looks great. You would have thought As World Turner just went off the air six months ago. It does not feel like looking at her the 13 years has passed. She seems so rejuvenated and, and and relaxed and excited and just ready to do whatever they want her to do. J.D. Peck, he looks fucking amazing. Uh, we've been saying for years, like, if you don't know what to do with Victoria, goddammit, bring back whole shit. Um, I'm very interested to see where this is going. And yes, it is a con- little convoluted, but Warner has been so goddamn boring and stagnant. I will fucking take it. I'm desperate. I will take it. Like I, it, you know, I just can't wait to see what happens next. Yes, Melody deserves an Emmy nomination. She deserves to fucking win. Because like you said, Casey, not a lot. Like, like I said, loot, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, but I, it probably was a joy for Melody. She's like, I ain't got to sit in the hair and makeup today. I just got to go to cops. Oh, shit. Let me wash my ass and get to the studio. I'll be back in. Shit. So it's just something she could sink her teeth into. Like, anytime you give Nikki Newman a bottle of vodka, you are in for a treat. I mean, it goes back to when she had her drunk ass 15 years ago on that damn beach, drunk as a motherfucker, because Victor told her she should have died instead of Sabrina. Like, th- that was when I think Melody just realized, like, bitch, I can act. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her. I know this is going to be like one of those flash in the pan spotlight storylines, but you know what? I'll take it, and hopefully it can propel more story for the news. Because I'm tired of the musical chairs. I'm tired of them versus Adam that's repetitive, regurgitated bullshit. Nobody cares anymore. Don't nobody care. I'd rather they all be united against the common enemy. Yeah, they can snipe at each other here and there. But I don't want that to be the driving force behind the story for the new thing. So. Well, and this makes perfect sense for it to be the end to all that stupid in-house fighting because like Rodrigo said, you know, they're banding together. And so this really highlights, you know, the familial bond that is there among all the, you know, explosions in the corporate world. And so, yeah, I really hope that this wakes the Newman family up a little bit. And, you know, that could be what the story was meant for. Um, Because I, I even tweeted out, like, by the end of this story, by the time the dust settles, Nikki needs to be like, 
I don't want to spend my life in an office all day at 70 years old, you know? So <laughs> I'm hoping that, like you said, Tiggs, this will propel story forward and be able to create new story too. Yeah. I, because I, this is my guess. I'm thinking that Ann Jordan is Eve Howard's sister. And, you know, she, yeah, she's, you know, Claire's Aunt Jordan, but she's, you know, Cole's Aunt Jordan, too. Well, and if you notice, Claire has said, and this kind of gave it away, I was watching the show, and Claire said, kept saying, my great Aunt Jordan. Yep. She kept yep. adding great in there. And and if this girl turns out to be baby Eve, and ah. she's calling Victoria's daughter, Amelia, you better take Yo, Ginkgo Kaloba, bitch, and step oh, yes. up because I want that. I want that little girl to be a mean, nasty little cunt bitch to Victoria. I want, I want Sarah Michelle Geller versus Susan Lucci levels of this shit. I want like Jonathan on Guiding Light. Yeah, I, I, I want her. I, I want yeah. this to be Victoria's worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. Amelia's been doing really great lately with the material. I think the past month um she's really woken up again because you know i think amelia is one of those actresses i love amelia and i love the character of victoria but they bog her down in repetitive story to the mother load and it can get boring for an actress you know i mean not everybody's going to be kim zimmer eric slazak melody thomas scott but you know it really gets boring for an actress like I kind of feel sorry for her. She's had to go to work and play the same thing. It's like Nate wanted Newman. Ashlyn wanted Newman. JT wanted Newman. Billy wanted Newman. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, so I'm glad that Victoria yeah. hopefully gets liked back to what Tig said. Propel story forward. <laughs> because exactly. and, and this would give her a taste of her own medicine. Yes. Because yeah. and she was such she was such she was yeah, such a little yeah. bitch to Victor, uh, to Nick when yeah. she was growing up and being a young lady. And she was such a brat at times with Victor. And most of all, when it comes to Adam, she will finally understand why Victor keeps giving Adam chance after chance. If she has a, a, a child that she's trying to connect with, that she's trying to make up for lost time with, and she's just like, fuck you. You ain't getting shit for me. You ain't going to do shit for me. Fuck you and everything you stand on. Then she will finally understand what it's like to have a troubled child and understand why Victor does the shit he does when it comes to Adam. Not not a, most of the bullshit, but the reason why Victor always wants Adam in the family fold is just that Victor always fucks it up and self-destructs. But yes, she will understand, like, what can you do? When you have a child like that, that's troubled or, or that has been fed this bullshit information because if she really is Victoria's daughter, Victoria didn't know. She thought she was dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, this girl's life, she's been fed lies her entire life. Her entire life. And that's probably because Jordan blamed the Newmans for Eve's death. And you know, Cole never gave a fuck about Victor anyway. Exactly. Well, and vice versa. And so I, and I find it brilliant, you know, this past week actually marked the 25th anniversary of Eve Jr.'s death. So it's like, this is all coming together. Like, she has to be, you know? There's, like, no other way out. Of it. Um, but, Alan, let's go to you. Um, what did you think of Colleen and Jay Eddie? 
the power of a soap psycho. When soap writers are in trouble, they trot one out and it saves their ass a lot of times. Because it is a formula and it works. Because Brad Bell has done the same thing with Sheila. When when Bola Beatles and brothers, he trots out Sheila. But this time, Jasper made a great decision by getting Colin Zeke to play this character. And of course, Colin Zeke can't stay around because this character is not the type of character that can stay around. Claire can say because she's probably going to be Eve and Newman's in it away with some shit. Because Adam killed a baby while wearing a lace front and a purple dress. And he also tried to blow up his family. And he's still around, so Claire Eve can survive drugging Nikki and pulling in misery on her ass. And that you said Claire Eve. Goodbye. <laughs> He's a better name for a soap character than Claire. Claire. Claire Grace. It just sounds so rough. Claire Grace. The yeah, only, Eve is better. The only thing they have to explain is at the end of today's episode, Davey Peck came back and he said he got a he said, uh, Nikki, I, I got a text about Victoria and he just comes into the house and I'm like, wait, has Nikki and Cole been like in contact all these years since 1999? And I'm just like, there's a lot explained to do, but I, 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 I'll, I'll go along with it. I'll go along with it because I feel like they're going to explain this right away because, like you said, Alan, I don't think that, you know, Colleen Zank's character is going to be here for long, but I, I'm willing to go along with it. But that well, was the only somebody part brought up. That's the only part that I was like, hmm, okay. I feel like they might keep... So, like, Colleen is still filming, and I feel like they might keep her until February because somebody brought up a really good point, and I think it was uh, Donald Peebles, um, who I love on Twitter, and he said that February marks the 40th anniversary of Victor and Nikki's first wedding where Eve tried to kill Nikki. And so they might keep Colleen through like February sweeps and then be done with her. Um, enough time to see like her go crazy. Colleen can really shine. She can get her guest actress in me, which she will so richly deserve. Um, and then they might really stick with Eve. I'm going to say Eve because like Alan said, Claire is not a good character name. <laughs> so, um, but Tiggs, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say that like, Claire Grace just sounds like some rinky-dink under-five news reporter. Like, she just sounds like, like just some random news reporter some that's always around for events and stuff like that. Like, um, Alan, you remember from Batman the Animated Series, you remember that one reporter that would always pop up on the scene? The Redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's what that, that's what that's what a Claire that's what a Claire Grace sounds like. Like a, no, that's anyone who has the name Claire that's listening. I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> but, you know, that's what it sounds like. But yeah, I, that would be fine if they had her for like a 13 week story. Fabulous. Three months. That's great. And maybe this can set a trend for other soaps. It's like like with GH. I understand, yes, ABC owns all of them, and it's in the universe, 
No. I would have rather had Walt really come on as a different character that meant something, like Jeff fucking Weber, than bring him on as Jackson. For what? For what? And then this Pine Valley mystery that was, of course, dropped that they'll probably pick back up in six months, like they always do. I would just rather have a soap vet on as an interesting character or a recast of a character we all know and love than trying to cross them over as somebody from another soap. It, it just, like, why would Drew call him Jackson Montgomery? But why? It, it just, it, you're a quarter man. You have a team of lawyers. Why would you call him Jackson Montgomery from Pine Valley, Pennsylvania? Just like with, with, with Lulu, why would you call it Norb Buchanan from Lambview, Pennsylvania? And then Nora comes and acts like a fucking pod person. Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, like I said, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. And that's what we need. Like, like Alan was saying, just have her come in for 13 weeks, fuck some shit up, but use that to propel story. That's what soaps used to do. Like, when Tracy would come back in the 90s on GH, she would come back for a little while, start a whole bunch of shit, and then leave. We need more characters like that and played by soap vets that will generate some bugs. So we'll see what well, happens. I really hope this leads to a career resurgence for Colleen Zink. You know, she wraps Y&R villainy Aunt Jordan, but, you know, Brad Bell signed her to a contract as Margot Lindley. It's like, let's get her back into play because... She literally, I loved reading her people exclusive interview. She's like, I've never been to Los Angeles. I'm having so much fun. And, you know, I love memorizing these scripts again. And like, they love this. She's been away for 13 years and yet came back, like Tig said, like as the world turns had gone off six months ago. Like she doesn't miss a beat. She is a legend of her craft. She knows what she's doing. But anyway, speaking of other well-known soap stars, let's head over to General Hospital, where news came out that Roger Howarth is leaving the show after playing 48 different characters and having been on there for 11 years. So Roger Howarth sat down with Soap Opera Digest, and they asked him the question, when did you find out that your contract wasn't being renewed, and what was your reaction? Roger said, well, several weeks ago, I got a phone call from somebody I've known for a very long time who I love very dearly, telling me that when my contract was up at ABC, I would not be offered a new contract and that the character of Austin would be killed and that this was something that both wanted and needed to do to move story. And it took me a minute of to kind of adjust, to kind of hear the news. It took a second for me to let that settle in. And then immediately I realized how lucky I was to have been able to do something I really love doing for more than a decade with people who I really enjoyed working with. I'm a lucky guy. I had a great run. And this was a decision made by people who made these kinds of decisions for a living. So, um, Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of Roger Howard's wrapping up his 11 years at General Hospital? Finally. Good Lord. People were saying on Twitter, oh, this is so, they were so unfair to Roger. 11 years and three characters. How the fuck is that unfair to him? Okay, Austin was underdeveloped, and they didn't really, clearly didn't have a plan for him, so he kind of puts around. But still, he was employed for 11 years. It was time for him to go. He doesn't need to play a fourth character on the show. 
He doesn't need to go to Days of Elias' Peter Blake. He doesn't need to go to Young Restless and fuck around with Sharon. He can get another job. He doesn't need to be in daytime for at least a year. Wait a year before at least you hire him because I'm sorry, I'm I'm Rogered out. <laughs> Period, Alan. I'm like, is there anything else to say? Because shit, that that was my thoughts exactly. I okay. I loved Roger as Todd. We all did. We're all, you know, T and B fans or TNT, wherever you stand. And I loved his scenes with Erica Slazak. And I love uh, um him in some interactions on As the World Turns. He wasn't like my favorite Paul, whatever. But um I'm done. Like, I'm over. And I'm sorry, to some of them crazy-ass fans of General Hospital, knock it off. Like, this cast is too fucking big. And we have been screaming for the rooftops for a decade for the cast to lessen. And all of a sudden, people are like, I turned off General Hospital today after watching since 1973 because Roger Edwards isn't on. He was never a General Hospital star. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. And I know there were Franco and Liz fans out there. I'm glad you all had Liz B with the rapist and the man who kidnapped her son, Aiden. That's fabulous. I'm glad that was your next super couple of General Hospital and ABC streaming on Hulu. But this is bullshit. The man needed to go. Um, and Michael Easton, you can be next. I'm over it. It's like this cast is too damn big. And finally... They make a step in the right direction to lessen the cast. And it's the biggest exit since Tony Geary. I don't get it. It is ridiculous. Now to Roger. He is a legend. I think Roger is one of the best uh, male leads on a soap opera ever. Like I said, I loved him on One Life to Live. Um, But like Alan, I'm Rogered out. I am Rogered out. I don't care how underdeveloped a character is. He didn't give us anything as the audience in this role. And I can't really blame him. I mean, three roles in 11 years, that is too damn much. And they were pretty much back to back to back with no break in between. But it's like, I thought, you know, maybe there could have been something for Austin and Ava. I thought that sex scene between Roger and Mara was very hot. But let's be honest. We all knew in the end who was going to carry that, and it was Mara West. Bada bing, bada boom. So I'm not shedding any tears over Austin being shot to death. Um, Rodrigo, let's go to you. GH is your show. Um, we know that is your spotlight on this podcast, so give us your insider take on things. Well, I gotta say, look, I... Everyone's echoed this. We on this spot. We love Roger Howarth. He is a soap legend. He is a soap legend. Contra- contrary to some people on Twitter, he is. He is. He turned one of the most controversial characters into the most popular character in soap history, and. I enjoyed him as Todd on GH. I, I, I've always echoed, I've always said his Todd fit on the canvas at Port, in Port Charles. Loved him with Laura Wright. He was just 
getting it going until the Prospect Park thing happened, and then they had to bring him on as Franco, of all characters. And I didn't mind the character of Franco that much. I did like him and Liz just from the chemistry standpoint. Yes, him and Becky Herbs, you know, I think they work so well against each other. It would have been great, better if Roger was playing someone other than a serial killer. Um, <laughs> Ravis, um, yeah, that would have been, the optics of that was horrible. Um, but they had their fan base, believe it or not, they did. We can't discount that they did have a fan base. So when Franco was killed off, there was no reason to bring on an Austin. And even though you did bring on Austin, you made him connected to the Quartermains. The show never played on Quartermain story with Austin. They played on him getting involved with Maxi and Brooklyn's kidnapping scheme. I mean, the 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 the, the Bailey scheme against Peter, and then the scenes he did have, you know, him and Brooklyn had like a, you know, rivalry that could have been played more in the quarter main world, but that was dropped. And then you bring on this Cyrus angle, and then you bring on Mr. Mr. Clean, Ballhead Cousin Mason, and, and then Austin is this you just being blackmailed and being told what to do. And then, like, they thought, okay, let's throw him at Mara West. It worked on World Turns. And when he was a Franco early on, and yes, they, Mara West and Roger Howard, amazing chemistry. They work well against each other. But the show didn't go at that Austin and Ava angle. They had that one night stand and that was it. And he was right back to the dumb goofy shit and dumb, dumb shit. And I guess, I mean, I heard rumblings that like Roger didn't want to do, you know, it was tiring doing the East Coast, West Coast traveling. I mean, he's not the only soap actor to do that, but it gets kind of tiring when you have to film a lot of your shows your episodes in two days. So he films a whole lot in two days and goes back home and it gets kind of tiring. I guess Frank at the end of his contract was like, um, we're going to kill you off. <laughs> we're not going to renew you anymore. And I guess they made the decisions for Roger because on Friday's cliffhanger episode, Austin was shot, and we are at Tuesday, and no one has mentioned him again. Um, and that's it. And that's when the announcement was made officially in Sober Digest. And look, I I love Roger, but like this, the Austin character was not it. It was not it. They 
he didn't have any, you know, have, a, have a scene with Jane Elias Tracy. That's when I knew like they didn't give a fuck about his quarter main history because not even Tracy got to like aim at Roger Howard. You wouldn't put Jane Elliott and Roger Howard in a scene together or even play them off against each other. Like they are kind of like the same, but not really. Like it's it's kind of like I could see them playing well off, and you couldn't even. A one-off, one episode, nothing. And I think this is for the best. Like, just... You move on from this character. Like, I don't know if they're going to find this body or they're even going to care who shot him. Or they're just going to be like, leave it up in the air of if he's dead or alive. They may bring him back, maybe. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even try it. I think... The Roger Hoar decade of three characters on the soap is over. And Michael Easton, I mean, baby, <laughs> you, I think Frank, ABC, I smell clean up for the new year. And I don't have any intel, but if you could just get rid of Roger like this. And there's no plan for a new character down the line because when Frank was killed off, there was already an announcement that Roger would be back later on. But Roger went on social media and Roger Howard never has never been on social media, then on his life. And he's all of a sudden on Instagram posting that he's done. And that's it. If that if he's doing that, then that he is really done at General Hospital. <laughs> well, Tiggs, what are your thoughts? I agree. I think it's all for the best. Um, yeah, they like Austin did have potential. They if they would have just hit the ground running and really acclimated him with the Quartermain family, and and like y'all said. The minute Tracy got back, they should have been sharing scenes together. She should have been, you know, he wants what? He wants how much money? He wants a piece of who? He gonna get a piece of me, piece of my foot up his ass. Jim Lee hopes Brett better get the hell out of his house. Um, yeah, it just, there was no direction for the character. Him and Maxie, I don't know who thought that shit was gonna be a good idea. Him and Ava could have been something, but they got balled down with that Mason bullshit. Uh. I, I wish Roger all the best. He got a good 11 years out. I mean, really, he, he's gotten, what, a good 30 years. Hell, out of this damn genre. I mean, it wasn't, it's only, what, out of 30 years, like, Roger went not being on the sofa couple. Like, he, he always had a job. And, you no, know, he'll go back to New York and he'll book some more primetime gigs like he did back in the day. And he'll be all right. He may get in the theater or something like that. Look, oh, Law and Order. That's right. He'll be, he'll be on Law and Order or CIA. Yeah. You know, maybe he could. Chicago PD. Yeah. He could even do a pop up on Blue Bloods for their final season. Like, there are so many things that Roger can do. Like, and that's probably what he wants to do. He probably wants to go here and go there and kind of bounce around and just and stay his ass in New York. Shit. I'm pretty sure the next time he leave New York, he goddamn it, he want to go to Tahiti some motherfucking way. 
<laughs> That's no damn California for a fucking job. Mm. But you know, mm. I wish him all the best and hopefully this is just the beginning. Cause yes, Michael Easton, you need to be next, motherfucker. Look, then <laughs> call up Rebecca Buddy. You bring back Hayden for like two or three weeks, wrap that up, and let her take Finn and, and their brat and vanish. They can vamoose. God damn it. Higgs. What? Now that you brought her up, you know I want to toast in little Violet's voice. <laughs> okay. How'd she do it on the 15,000th episode? <laughs> no, I do, I do like that, that they are... I feel like they're cleaning house over there a little bit. They are. And Chris and Dan coming back. I, I think was we're in November. We're going to December. I think Chris and Dan's material is going to be airing maybe before the end of the new year, end of the year. Well, I hope the while they were striking, and while, hopefully while they was at the pick line, they was brainstorming. Yes. Yeah. So Please. like, we have to let go of some some characters and make room for new characters and well, maybe returning possibly characters, hopefully. Um, oh yeah, because with Roger being gone, that didn't that didn't free up a chunk of money. It opens up a lot yeah. of open space, and yes, and you know Frank, he gonna make a dollar out of fifteen cents, uh-huh. and he, he does not mind. With Frank says people think Frank's not scared to like fire people. He no, he's not. He's not scared to fire you. He, if you go back to his history. He's been known to fire some people. You're like, what the hell? But you gotta go back to the logistics, go back to the money trail, and how you find he finds a way to be under budget. And you gotta make some drastic cuts. And I'm sorry, Roger. He's as as great as an actor as he is. He is not needed for the future of General Hospital. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah, that bullet could have went through uh, Austin and hit about four other motherfuckers too. I'm so that shit could have ricocheted through sets and everything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, so yeah. Good luck, Roger. Um, But anyway, let's talk a little bit about the 50th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards. So the Daytime Emmys are back on. Both Hollywood strikes have ended. And the Daytime Emmy Awards will be held on CBS on December 15th. So we are super excited to see Daytime's biggest night take place. But, unfortunately, we may have forgotten some nominees in between. Um, This is for the year of 2022 that nominees were submitted. So we just wanted to take you all back through these nominations and select our final picks of who we want to take home the gold. Now, of course, we did this a few months ago, back when we all thought the show was going to be held in June, when the nominees initially came out. So if our answers have changed, oh, to the well. Uh, But anyway, let's kick it off with Outstanding Drama Series Directing Team and Outstanding Drama Series Writing Team. The nominees are the same, and they are as followed. The Bay, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, Beyond Salem, Chapter 2, A Days of Our Lives spinoff, 
and the young and the restless. So, Rodrigo, starting with you, who do you want to take it home for writing and directing? What's your final pick? Oh, my God. Daytime at the... Girl, I don't forgot about this shit because it was so long. Um, But... Oh, Lord. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) For writing, um, I think think they're going to give it to Chris and Dan at GH. Um, Directing, um, YNR. Girl, <laughs> you didn't know what you were picking. You said, "Why? <laughs> Why not?" You said, "Because you know, every year there's always gonna be some like upsets or like what the hell's." Yeah, and that's what's. Why not? Is always notorious for getting the directing Emmy. Anyway, they always get it. Always somehow, some way, and they get a lot of wins in this category. So I think they will take it. Definitely. Um, for me, with directing, I'm going with Beyond Salem, Chapter 2, A Days of Our Lives spinoff, um, because I just remember how beautifully choreographed that Bowen Hope dance number was, and I hope that's what they submitted. Um, and then for writing, um, I'll go kind of split here. I'll say The Bold and the Beautiful, if they submitted the week that Finn and Steffi were brought in when they were both shot, and we had some great interactions like when Taylor fell off the side of the building or when um, Taylor and Brooke confronted each other over Steffi thinking she was still married to Liam. Um, but then also General Hospital, if they submitted all the stuff that Anna went through last year and the presumed deaths and the uh, safe house getting exposed and all that drama. Um, so, yeah, I think there's some great options that can happen depending on what people submitted. Um, the same way this happened this year. What'd you say? The same way this happened this year. Was it this year? I can't be, Was it on the borderline of December to January or something like that? Because didn't they have something before they went to the safe house with the nurse's ball? Didn't somebody find them before that? The nurse's like ball the- was like when April... So. Yeah, that was in April, but didn't they have something before that where they were exposed that got them to the safe house in April? I don't remember. Child, that's been so long ago. Um, no, I think it, I think it was because the whole Lucy being presumed dead thing wasn't that like that was like a year. That's what, two years yeah, that was like around Halloween last year. Mm-hmm. Was it last so, year when Lucy was presumed dead? Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah I thought that it was 20, whole, the end of 2021 around there. No, that was 2022 because yeah, Anna and Valentine and that on the run <laughs> shit lasted damn near six oh, months. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I like that story. I did like that. Lucy presumed it's dead. Probably, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Alan, what about you? What are your picks? And then we'll go to Tiggs. Directing Universal is probably taking the probably submit one of those standalone episodes that Josh always does, and they'll get it. Writing, well, last year sucked, so I don't think any of them really deserve any writing, so I was just like General Hospital. I'm surprised you just didn't go with Beyond Salem 2, then. 
Well, that wasn't great either, so. What? Oh, my God. That was a big oh, Well, yeah, the boat stuff was good, but now the memory of his actual turtle, the actual show kind of pollutes it, though. Girl, bye. Uh, Tiggs, what about I wasn't, you? It was, Beyonce Love You was okay. It wasn't, like, amazing. Uh, it was for me as a Von Hope fan, so I'm going for both for Beyonce. <laughs> Period. Well, let's move on to our acting categories. Outstanding guest performer in a drama series. We have Steve Burton as Harris Michaels, Beyond Salem Chapter 2, A Days of Our Lives spinoff. Cassandra Creech as Grace Buckingham, The Bold and the Beautiful. Allie Mills as Heather Weber, General Hospital. Robert Newman, Ashlyn Locke, The Young and the Restless. And Kevin Spiritus as Dr. Craig Wesley on Days of Our Lives. Uh, for me, uh, for me, point blank period, Allie Mills. Uh, Rodrigo, what about you? Oh, goddamn, yeah, Allie Mills. She made me forget about Robert Manson, um, Heather Weber, like, is you know, Frank, he brings on these these actors and actresses and in, in secret roles. And I was like, oh, Lord, Allie Mills, she's probably gonna be uh, Lolita um, Semitovich. From somewhere, <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, no, who's she? Constantine Golden Shower. She comes in in this role as Heather Weber. I was like, oh my god, and she goes in in this role, and it, like she goes over the top, but not too much. She just goes over that edge, but she brings it in, and she brings her own spin into the role, and it was just amazing. I did not see Lemon Bars, Pam. From bold and beautiful this role like it's like that's an actress and i've been watching this lady since the wonder years this is my childhood and to see her in daytime thriving and heather weber I, she, she made me forget about pam on bold and beautiful this was a better role than pam to me and it was such a in a short amount of time she made heather weber her own so just for that she deserves an emmy definitely uh, Alan, what about you? Who are you picking? Allie Bell, she deserves it. Because I was told order to come in and take out a role as already iconic psycho and make your own for like a good like six months and then leave and yeah, give her I mean and maybe Brad Bell should probably you maybe use Pam for something because I'm trying to remember where the last time Pam was on the show. I know. It's been, oh God. Has it been like two years? Since COVID. She hasn't been on since COVID. At least a little bit before that she's been on. It's been a long time. Harry's dying, so Pam should be around for at least one episode. Because really, that, yeah. That's Seventy sister. Exactly. And she loves Eric. She adores him. So, yeah. Uh, Tiggs, what about you? I'm going to go with Allie Mills because we knew she had the craziness. We knew she had it in her because of both. I remember somebody saying like, "Can she? does she really have the range? I'm like, uh, yes. Why don't you go on YouTube and see how that bitch pour honey all over uh, Jennifer Garris and was trying to get a bear to fucking eat her. Yes, she has the motherfucking range. And, and y'all are right, like, because y'all know. Y'all know how I feel about some motherfucking Robin Matson. And she pretty much did the same thing Robin Matson did to Kate Collins on All My Children. Because goddamn it. I always love Kate Collins' nap. Her Janet, 
She was like, she was cute. She was cute. But that motherfucking Robert Madison came and set the motherfucking deck. That's why when they brought Kate Collins back as Janet, it it just it it didn't feel right. It, it just mm-mm, mm-mm. you can't go back. Yeah. And yeah, Allie, she did the damn thing. She did. Like I'm like, I, I know Robin would be proud. Like, all right, girl, okay, bitch. So yeah, I want Allie to get it. Well, let's go to Outstanding Younger Performer in a Drama Series. We have Carrie Christopher as Thomas Demera, Days of Our Lives, Eden McCoy as Jocelyn Jacks, General Hospital, and Henry Joseph Samiri as Douglas Forrester, The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, I'm keeping the same pick that I definitely remember having earlier this year, which is none other than Eden McCoy. I think this is finally her year, so go ahead, girl, go get it. Uh, Tiggs, what about you? Who do you pick? My little peanut. We love you eating. Go snatch that damn trophy on the 15th. You deserve it. <laughs> and then, Alan, what about you? I don't know what I was going to say. Eden McCoy. She's winning. No offense to the other actors in this category, but it's her year. And, and they then... really need to switch that shit back up, younger performer. Yeah, we know. Rodrigo, what about you, dear? Of course, Eden McCoy. I mean, that. I mean, this. I told you they should have just mailed her the Emmy before, like, before everything happened. Like, just mail her the Emmy. This is her year. She's deserved it. She's been on the show for about eight years now. She's grown up on here. It's her time. So, Eden McCoy, it's your year, baby. Very nice. Well, let's head into what I consider quite possibly the toughest category um, that will be happening the evening, which is Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. We have Krista Allen as Taylor Hayes, The Bold and the Beautiful, Sonia Eddy as Epiphany Johnson, General Hospital, Stacey Hyduke as Kristen Demera, Days of Our Lives, Brooke Kerr as Portia Robinson, General Hospital, and Kelly Thabode as Britt Westbourne, General Hospital. Uh, for this, I mean, my God, I think this is one of the most deserving categories to any performer always, and to me it has been the past few years. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to go with Kelly because, my God, what a year uh, she had, and I think that she'll definitely get it consecutively. Uh Alan, what about you? Who do you pick? I wanted to be Stacey Hyder. I'd also accept Chris Allen. Yeah, one of those two needs to win. And yeah, Krista was fabulous. Oh my goodness. Like I said, I mean, it's really, you choose one, but to me, all of them are winners in this category. Uh, Rodrigo, who do you pick? Well, you know, the Emmy voters, they are notorious. They love to see storylines. And Kelly Thibault did the work. Like, she is going to repeat in this category. I had chose her before, and I'm going to choose her again. And she went out with a bang. And that's all you could ask from soap actors, from actors. Her exit was so classic, like the serial killer, she's dying anyway, and she goes out saving Jocelyn's punk ass, and she gets a little nick, and 
she goes, and she was dying anyway. And I was like, wow, great exit. And she played it really well. Her scenes with Kathleen Gotti, if she submits those scenes, she is going to win bar none. So it's Kelly Thiebaud's year. And then Tiggs, finish us out for this category. Who do you have? I would love Stacey Hyduke or Brooke Kerr, even Krista Allen, but I'm pretty sure Kelly don't win again, and it will be deserved. Definitely. And then before we move on, continue to rest in peace, Sonia Eddy. Oh, we miss that force of nature so, so very much. Um, and then on the flip side of things, for supporting actor, we have Nicholas Chavez as Spencer Cassadine, General Hospital. Chad Duell as Michael Corinthos, General Hospital. Dan Fugarigal as E.J. Demera, Days of Our Lives. Robert Gossett as Marshall Ashford, General Hospital. And John Lindstrom as Kevin Collins and Ryan Chamberlain, General Hospital. So for me, I had to think about this very closely. Um, I was actually kind of researching, trying to piece together the difference between uh, last year and this year. And honestly, I'm thinking back to the big car crash and Susan's death. And so I'm going to go with Dan Fugarigal here um, as who I want to take it. Um, but if he doesn't get it, then I would love it to go to Nicholas uh, Chavez for a repeat. Um, Rodrigo, let's go to you. Who's your pick? I think they're going to go on a different route here and reward John Lindstrom this year. Um, this man has deserved it for years upon years. And the storyline with Esme and Ryan and Heather, as crazy as it was, you couldn't tell me that John Lindstrom did not have a ball playing Ryan Chamberlain and Kevin. And played it so different from each other. And I think they are going to give him this reward. If it's not him, I think the dark horse here would be Nicholas Chavez. Um, but I think John Lister will edge it out here. And that would be the dark, that would be the big win of the night. And then Takes, what about you? Who are you going with here? John Lister. Like, it, when it comes to playing Kevin and Ryan, yeah, he he has that 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 Erica Slazak. He has that Martha Byrne, that motherfucking David Canary. Like, he just has it, and it will be long overdue and well well deserved. And then, Alan, are you gonna agree with Rodrigo and Tiggs here, or are you picking somebody else? Yeah, I agree with you, Casey. It's going to be Dan Fugarigal. Even though it is category fraud because he is not a supporting actor, Dan is a lead actor. My understanding are so possible there, but yeah, Dan should win. Ooh, we are split in half for that category. Well, let's see if that carries over to Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series. The nominees are Maurice Bernard as Sonny Corinthos, General Hospital, Peter Bergman as Jack Abbott, The Young and the Restless, Billy Flynn as Chad Demera, Days of Our Lives, 
Torsten Kay as Rage Forrester, the Bold and the Beautiful, and Jason Thompson as Billy Abbott, the Young and the Restless. Um, this is tricky for me here, but for me, I'm going to boil it down to two people. If one of them takes it, fine. If not, backup type of person. Um, but I'm going to split it here between Peter Bergman and Maurice Bernard. Um, I felt both gentlemen had good years on their shows uh, last year. So, yeah, I can't really decide who I want it between the two of them, but wouldn't be mad if either of them walked away with it. Um, Tiggs, let's go to you. Who do you pick? Peter Bergman. The best thing that ever happened to Jeff was Diane coming back from the dead. Because that character went without a love interest and no story for years. It really reinvigorated the character. It really finally cemented him as the patriarch of the Abbott family because all this time, I just didn't see Jack as that. I just saw Jack as Jack. But now that him and Diane are married and together in a united front, I finally see him as John Abbott Jr. And that's what he needs to be at 70 years old. So I'm going with Peter. And then, Alan, what about you? Who are you pulling for? Peter Bergman, I usually don't root for him to win because, well, he's a good actor, but he's not usually who excites me. And Billy Flynn and Torsa K do not deserve to win. Jason Thompson's okay, but I'm not rooting for him to win. Maurice Bernard, I wouldn't be mad if he won, even though I'm not big on Maurice. I just feel as though, and Alan, I couldn't agree with you more. I just feel as though with Jason, and we'll get into this in our next category, but I just feel as though with Jason, it's going to be Melissa Claire Egan's reel. You know what I mean? Like when lead actors do that, like they have the reel, but really it's somebody else's. I mean, <laughs> that's how I kind of felt the one year where, um, was it both Stacy and Eric Martzoff submitted or just him? But like they were the interrogation room breakup scenes, and I'm like, this is more Stacy Hot Duke's real. Like sometimes that can happen. Um, but Rodrigo, who are you pulling for? Well, I think we all have. I think we're all in agreement here. Peter Bergman. Um, I was torn between him and Maurice. Like you know, I, I always choose Maurice a lot in these categories, but. It was the resurgence of Jack Abbott for me on this show. Thankfully, in part to Susan Walters, Diane, um, Jack became the patriarch, the lead of the Abbott family for me. He, there was just something different about him. He rose to the occasion. He stuck to what was true and right. I believe him and Diane as this new, they are the couple of Genoa City society, Jack and Diane. Whether you like it or not, they are. And if they just play Susan Walters a little bit more and Peter a little bit more this year, they could be a little bit, they could be that couple in Genoa City. But for that year of Jack, Peter Bergman just, I believed in Jack Abbott again. Like, I love Jack Abbott again. 
there was a there was just a new energy to him that I had not seen in years. And Peter Bergman has not won this Emmy Award for Jack in in a long time. And you know how you know they like to reward those that haven't been rewarded in a while. But I think it would be well deserved for Peter Bergman for this win. Agreed. Well, let's head into the final acting category, which is Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. The nominees are Sharon Case as Sharon Newman, The Young and the Restless, Melissa Claire Egan as Chelsea Lawson, The Young and the Restless, Vanola Hughes as Anna Devane, General Hospital, Michelle Stafford as Phyllis Summers, The Young and the Restless, and Jacqueline McKinnis-Wood as Steffi Forrester Finnegan, The Bold and the Beautiful. Well, for me, I mean, it's the queen. Nobody else better take this but Sharon Case. Um, Point blank, period. Alan, what about you? Who are you thinking? Sharon Case. But I wouldn't be mad if Larry Egan won because she did do well with the attempted suicide scenes, even though I have no use for Chelsea. But yeah, Sharon Case should win. I can agree with your assessment there, Alan. I can agree with that about Missy Claire. I mean, if she, okay, if Missy Claire does take it, it would make sense um, just because she is going to have a really boffo great reel. Um, but yeah, I still, uh, Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. Well, I'm standing by Sharon Gaze. Um, Tiggs, what about you? The motherfucking queen. But now nobody else but Sharon Case get that motherfucker. But said Missy did have a good reel. I see. Panola, baby, give us six months, baby. You could be next year, okay, baby. Michelle, okay, baby. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Sharon better get it. Wait, you didn't have a comment for Jacqueline? <laughs> Sharon better get it. <laughs> Rodrigo, what about you? No, Phoebe, I did not feel you. Uh, goodbye. Well, I guess I'm going to be the Lone Ranger. It's going to be Finola Hughes as lead actress. Um, Mama has not won this award in 40 years plus. No, hold on. No, 40 years, right? 40 years next year, right? Yeah, 91 was her last... When she won ninety one. No, yeah, it's only yeah, it's only been thirty two years. Thirty two, okay. Yeah, I, because out of I dated, I dated, oh yeah, that was yeah, the out, last, out of the yeah. fifty, yeah, out of the fifty years, yeah, she did. It's and only my, her, Laura Wright, and Maura West are the only yeah, actresses yeah. on General Hospital to win lead actress. And my girl was not even there. She couldn't even get back into the country to even get her a damn award that year. So, but Fanola Hughes has. She has deserved this award for many years. She has been nominated a lot, a lot of times for playing Anna. Even at All My Children, she was nominated as Anna, and she has not won. But between last year and this year, which I feel like she's going to get another nomination for, I think Vanilla Hughes deserves. I think Sharon K. I we love she. We love you, Sharon. But I think Sharon deserves it for. This year's work, I think she, 
what she was nominated for the Ray Ray Def, I believe is what she was nominated for. But I think with the Cameron storyline, that's gonna I think that's a little bit more where she has a better chance. But for Nola, I think it's gonna be for Nola's year this year. The other girls, you know, <laughs> y'all cute and whatnot. Um Michelle, Jackie. Um no, I think it's gonna be for Nola's year. Honestly, honestly, let's just say it. This could have been just between three nominees. <laughs> yeah. The some, there were some folks that should have been in here that didn't make the cut. Susan but, Walter to take in somebody else's spot. Yeah, Susan Walters not being here is so ridiculous. For someone that drove story the whole fucking year. And she does not get a nomination. And her, also, her return, her her return alone, brought this show back to our to my viewing habit because I was done with this show before they brought back Diane, and I was like, and then she comes back, and I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention again, and she doesn't get even supporting at least. And well, speaking of supporting. I'm just going to say something, and it might be controversial to a few. Krista and Jackie could have switched places. Just going to be real. Mm -hmm. I thought last year was a hell of a lot more Krista-centric. I know the whole Sheila story was kicked off because, you know, she shot Steffi and Finn. But last year was a huge year for Krista Allen in that role. Um, So, yeah, I think Krista and Jackie could have switched categories. But it would have never happened. Um, well, let's go into the final category for soap operas, which is Outstanding Drama Series. The nominees are The Bay, The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, and General Hospital. Um, for this, I know I had initially said just B&B, but the more I think about it, is I think instead of who I want it to go to, I can see this award either going to B&B or GH because, you know, just thinking about, yeah, Daytime had one of its worst years last year, but it all comes down to that reel, right? That episode you submit. And I think GH or B&B could really have it in the bank if they submitted the correct episode. I think that will be the biggest thing. Um, so yeah, I'll say one of them. And then Rodrigo, let's go to you. Outstanding drama series. What are your thoughts? I think it's going to go to General Hospital. Um, I think GHS had m- more of the buzz. Uh, some of the hottest stories, uh, as you know, as far as like social media buzz, like with Sprina. The whole Esme saga and, you know, the whole Heather Weber and Ryan culmination, the, you know, the serial killer fallout. And um, there was a lot of things you might have hated it, but like there was buzz around it. Um, But the other shows just didn't have. um, But I think GH will, will repeat. 
in this category. And then, Alan, who are you pulling for? I think it actually could be B&B, because it, they probably submitted Steffi and Finn reuniting, and that was a good episode, and everyone's on location. And those shows can't really... They, they can't go to fucking Rome and shoot in all this foreign countries. Your hospital doesn't have the money for that. What the best I can do is go to the freaking beach. Oh, God. <laughs> that fucking beach. <laughs> I was so sick of hearing about that goddamn Carly and Drew Beach. Oh God. Oh, um, Tiggs, what about you? Where are your where's your head at for this category? I can see it being bold because you have the location suit shoot, they can still afford it, even though, you know, when they get back to the States, Brad Bell ain't updated none of them goddamn sets in 15 years. But um, yeah, I can see it being bold. I mean, because really, it could be eat any one of them. You only need to pick one, one, all of them to have one good episode a year. Yeah. So you just, you never know. It's a mixed bag. I mean, the hell, even Days of Our Lives could be the dark horse if they submitted the triple car crash that killed Susan. You know, if they kind of piggyback off of Dan Fugarigal's reel, that was very soapy. So... Like you said, Tiggs, hell, any one of them could really take it. Now, that other girl, Popstar TV, I don't know what that is. Um, but anyway, yes, the daytime Emmys will be held on CBS on December 15th. Um, it will be hosted by Kevin Frazier and Nichelle Turner from Entertainment Tonight. And you can also stream it live and stream it the next day on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, with that being said, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on Twitter, X, X Hamster, whatever it's called? It would be a lot more enjoyable if it was called X Hamster. <laughs> um, the Ben Master Part 2. Wonderful. Alan, what about you, my dear? Alan Sarepa. Okay. Um, and then my aunt Jordan Rodrigo, where can they find you? You can find me at Rodrigo's World eighty one. Wonderful, and you can find me underscore case nineteen ninety nine. You can find our show on X or Twitter or whatever uh, at the chat underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at the Chat Show Podcast. We wish you all a very, very happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays. And we'll see you next time on The Chat. Happy turkey day. Happy turkey day. Eat all you want. Rodrigo, why are you so damn loud? Sorry, Bottoms. (laughs) Well, Rodrigo, if you would stuff mine, you'd be a happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) One day, y'all can't do nothing. Okay. Bye. <laughs> I want you to toss my sweet potato. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, y'all.